Section 52 of The Glories of Mary by St. Alphonsus Liguri. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Various Additional Examples Appertaining to the Most Holy Mary. Part 2. 42. There was once a Spaniard who held a sinful intercourse with a relative. A devout virgin, while she was at prayer, saw Jesus on his throne, who was on the point of sending that criminal to hell. But his holy mother obtained thirty days grace for him, because he once had honored her. By command of the divine mother herself, his female companion told the whole to her confessor, who made it known to the young man, and he at once made his confession, with many tears and promises of amendment. But because he did not remove the temptation from him, he fell again into sin, went again to confession, again made a resolution, and again relapsed. As he did not go to see the father again, the father went to his house to find him, but was very rudely dismissed. The last of the thirty days had arrived. The father went to the house again, but in vain. He desired the servant, however, to give him notice if there was any accident, and indeed at night that miserable sinner was attacked with violent pains. The father was called and endeavored to relieve him, but the unhappy man exclaimed, My heart has been pierced with a lance, and I am dying. Then giving a groan of despair, he expired. 43. There once lived in Milan a man named Masaccio, so addicted to gambling, that one day he lost at play the very clothes he wore. In a violent rage at his loss, he took a knife and struck an image of the Blessed Virgin, and blood burst forth from it into his face. He was so much moved that he burst into tears, and offered thanks to the Virgin that she had obtained for him time for repentance. He afterwards entered a Cistercian monastery, and led such a holy life, that he even received the gift of prophecy. After being forty years a religious, he died a holy death. 44. A very sinful man, once kneeling in tears at the foot of the cross, prayed that he might receive a sign of pardon, but when he found that his prayer was not granted, he turned to an image of the sorrowful Mary, who then appeared to him, and he saw her present his tears to her son, saying, My son, shall these tears be lost? Fili, iste lacrimae peribunt? And then he was given to understand that Christ had already pardoned him, and from that time he led a holy life. 45. A man of advanced age, during one of our missions, after the usual sermon on the powerful intercession of Mary, which is our custom always to preach in the missions, came to make his confession to one of our fathers, named D. Cesar Sportelli, who lately died in the fame of sanctity, and was found uncorrupted many months after his death. Kneeling at the foot of his confessor, he said, Father, our lady has had pity on me. This is her office, answered the father. But you cannot give me absolution, said the other, for I have never made my confession. And in fact, although he was a Catholic, he had never made his confession. The father encouraged him, heard his confession, and gave him absolution with great consolation. 46. The blessed Bernard Ptolemeo, founder of the Olivetan Fathers, who, from his childhood, had a great devotion to Mary, was one day greatly tormented in his hermitage at Acona, 
called Mount Olivet, with the fear that he should not be saved, and that God had not yet pardoned him. But the Divine Mother appeared to him and said, What do you fear, my son? Take courage. God has already pardoned you, and is pleased with the life you lead. Go on, and I will help and save you. The blessed religious continued to lead a holy life, till he died a happy death in the arms of Mary. 47. There lived in Germany a young girl called Agnes, who had been guilty of incest in the first degree. She fled into a desert, and there gave birth to a child. The devil, in the form of a religious, appeared to her, and persuaded her to throw the child into a pond. But afterwards, when he proposed to her to throw herself in also, she said, Mary, help me, and the devil disappeared. 48. A soldier once made a compact with the devil, that he would sell his wife to him for a certain sum of money. He was taking her to a wood to fulfill his promise, when he passed before a church dedicated to the Virgin. His wife begged him to allow her to pay her devotion to Mary in that church. But as she entered it, Mary came forth from it, and taking the form of the woman, accompanied the husband. When they reached the wood, the demon said to the man, Traitor, why have you brought me, instead of your wife, my enemy, the mother of God? And thou, said Mary, how hast thou dared to think of injuring my servant? Go, flee to hell. And then turning to the man, she said, Amend your life, and I will aid you. She disappeared, and that wretched man repented, and amended his life. 49. A very sinful woman who lived in Mexico, having fallen ill, repented of her life, and made a vow to Mary, that if she would restore her to health, she would present her with her hair. She was cured, and she cut off her hair, making an offering of it to the statue of the Virgin. But the woman again fell into sin, again fell ill, and died impenitent. Then Mary one day afterwards spoke from that statue to Father Gia Maria Salvaterra, and said, Take those locks from my head, for they belong to a lost and sinful soul, and are not befitting the head of the mother of purity. The father obeyed her, and threw them himself instantly into the flames. 50. A Saracen named Petron made captive several Christians in Spain, who recommended themselves to the Holy Virgin. Mary appeared to the Saracen and said to him, Petron, how dare you to hold my servants slaves? Release them immediately. Obey. And the Moor answered, Who are you whom I am to obey? I am, she said, the mother of God, and because they have had recourse to me, I wish you to give them their liberty. Then the heart of Petron was changed. He set the Christians free, and presented himself to the Virgin. She first instructed him, and then she herself baptized him in a fountain, near which a church was built, and a Benedictine monastery. 51. A certain canon, while he was repeating some devotions in honor of the Divine Mother, fell into the river Seine, and was drowned, and being in mortal sin, the devils came to take him to hell. But Mary appeared at the same time, and said to them, How have you dared to take possession of one who died praising me? Then turning to the sinner, she said, Repent, and be particularly devout to my conception. 
he was restored to life, became a religious, and never ceased to thank his deliverer, and everywhere to propagate the devotion to her immaculate conception. 52. Whilst the monks of Clairvaux were reaping in the fields, and praising the Queen of Heaven, Most Holy Mary was seen caressing them, and two other saints wiping their sweat. 53. The brother of the King of Hungary recited every day the office of Mary, once when he was very ill, he made a vow of chastity to the Virgin, if she would restore him to health, and he immediately recovered. But his brother having died, he was about to be married, and just as the nuptials were to be celebrated, he retired apart to recite his accustomed office. When he came to the words, Thou art fair and comely, etc., quam pulcra es decora, etc., he saw Mary, who said to him, if I am fair as you say, why do you leave me for another spouse? Know that if you leave her, you shall have me for a spouse, and the kingdom of heaven instead of the kingdom of Hungary. After this, the prince withdrew into a desert near Aquileia, where he lived a holy life. 54. St. John Climacus relates that there was a devout religious named Carcerio, who was accustomed often to repeat little songs in praise of Mary, and always saluted her images with a Hail Mary. He was once afflicted with so painful a malady, that in the paroxysms of his suffering, he bit his lips and tongue. He lost his speech, and was at the point of death. Whilst the religious were recommending his soul to God, the mother of God appeared to him and said, I have come to cure thee, for I do not wish that mouth should suffer, with which thou hast so often praised me. Arise, thou art healed, continue to praise me. Having said this, she sprinkled him with some drops of her milk, and immediately he was cured, and never ceased to praise her, until, visited again by his lady at his death, he sweetly expired in her arms. 55. When St. Francis Borgia was in Rome, an ecclesiastic came to speak with him, but the saint being much occupied, sent Father Acosta to him, the ecclesiastic said to him, Father, I am a priest and a preacher, but I live in sin, and distrust the divine mercy. After preaching a sermon one day against the obstinate, who afterwards despaired of pardon, a person came to me to make his confession, who narrated to me all my sins, and at length told me that he despaired of the divine mercy. In order to do my duty, I told him that he must change his life and trust in God. Then that penitent rose to his feet, and reproached me, saying, And you, who preach thus to others, why do you not amend, and why do you distrust? Know, said he, that I am an angel come to your aid, amend, and you will be pardoned. And when he had said this, he disappeared. I abstained for several days from my sinful practices, but when temptation came, I again returned to my sins. On another day, as I was celebrating Mass, Jesus Christ sensibly spoke to me from the host, and said, Why dost thou thus maltreat me, when I treat thee so well? After this I resolved to amend, but at the next temptation fell again into sin. A few hours ago a youth came to me in my apartment, and drew from under his mantle a chalice, and from this a consecrated host, saying, Do you know this Lord whom I hold in my hand? Do you remember how many favors he has done you? Now behold the punishment of your ingratitude. And saying this, 
he drew a sword to kill me. I then cried, For the love of Mary do not kill me, for I will indeed amend. And then he said, This was the only thing that could save you, make a good use of this grace, for this is the last mercy for you. When he had said this, he left me, and I came immediately here, praying you to receive me among you. Father Acosta consoled him, and the priest, by the advice also of St. Francis, entered another order of strict observance, where he persevered in holiness till his death. 56. In the year 1228, while a priest was celebrating Mass on a Saturday, in the honor of the Most Holy Mary, some Albigensian heretics came and cruelly cut out his tongue. In this condition, he went to the monastery of Cluny, where the good religious received him with much charity, greatly compassionating the suffering he endured from the loss of his tongue. But what caused the greatest suffering to this devout priest was, that he could no longer say Mass and recite the Divine Office, and that of the Blessed Virgin, as he had been accustomed to do. The Feast of Epiphany having arrived, he begged to be carried into the church, and before the altar of the Holy Virgin, prayed her to restore the tongue which he had lost through love of her, that he might sing her praises as he did before. Then Mary appeared to him with a tongue in her hand, and said to him, Since thou hast lost the tongue for the faith, and for the honor thou hast paid me, I give thee in return a new one. Having said this, with her own hands she placed the tongue in his mouth, and immediately the priest, raising his voice, recited the Hail Mary. The religious quickly assembled, and the priest wished to remain with them, and to become himself a religious, that there he might always praise his benefactress. The mark of the scar was always seen on his tongue. 57. It was in 589 that the famous plague prevailed in Rome, when men were attacked with sneezing and fell down dead. St. Gregory the Great, when he was carrying in procession through the city an image belonging to the church of St. Mary Major, in the place now called the Castle of St. Angelo, saw an angel in the air, who was replacing in its scabbard a sword dripping with blood. Then he heard the angel singing, O Queen of Heaven rejoice, Alleluia, for he whom thou didst deserve to bear, Alleluia, is risen again, as he said, Alleluia. Regina Celi Latere, Alleluia, quia quam meruiste portere, Alleluia, resurrexit, sicut dixit, Alleluia. And St. Gregory responded, Ora pro nobis Deum, Alleluia. Immediately the plague ceased, and they then began to celebrate the greater litanies every year on the 25th of April. 58. A city in France, called Avignon, was once besieged by enemies. The citizens prayed to Mary to defend them, and placed an image of her which they had taken from the church, at the gate of the city. One of the citizens having concealed himself behind the image, a soldier shot an arrow at him, saying, This image shall not save you from death. But the image presented her knee, and the arrow remained fixed in it, and may be seen there even to this day, and thus she saved the life of her servant, and the enemy, moved by this prodigy, raised the siege. 59. There was in Naples a Moor, a slave of Don Octavius del Monaco, who, although he had often been exhorted, to leave his Mohammedan sect, remained obstinate, 
but yet never failed every evening to keep lighted at his own expense a lamp before an image of mary which was in the house and he said i hope that this lady will grant me some great favor one night the blessed virgin appeared to him and told him he must become a christian still the turk resisted but she placed her hand upon his shoulder and said to him now no longer resist abel be baptized and called joseph in the morning he immediately went to be instructed and was baptized august tenth sixteen forty eight with eleven other turks let it be observed that when the divine mother appeared to him after she had converted him she was about to depart but the moor seized her mantle and said o oh lady when i find myself afflicted i pray thee to let me see thee in fact she one day promised him this and when he was in affliction he invoked her and mary appeared again to him saying have patience and he was consoled sixty a certain parish priest of Asella named baldwin became a dominican and when he was in his novitiate there came to him the temptation that he could do greater good in the world in his parish and he resolved to return but going to take his leave of the altar of the rosary mary appeared to him with two vessels of wine she gave him to drink of the first but the novice had hardly tasted it when he turned away his mouth for although the wine was good yet it was full of dregs the second he pronounced good and free from dregs now said the most holy virgin there is the same difference between the life in the world and the life in religion which is under obedience baldwin persevered and died a good religious sixty one another novice also overcome by temptation was about to leave his monastery but stopping to say a hail mary before an image of the virgin he felt himself nailed as it were to the floor from which he could not rise he repented and made a vow of perseverance he then recovered his liberty asked pardon of the master of novices and persevered sixty two the blessed clement a franciscan one morning delayed going to the common table that he might stop and recite certain accustomed devotions to the most holy virgin but she spoke from her image and directed him to go with the others because obedience pleased her more than all other devotions sixty three whilst angela a daughter of the king of bohemia was in a monastery mary appeared to her and an angel said to her arise angela and fly to jerusalem for thy father wishes to give thee in marriage to the prince of hungary the devout virgin immediately set on her journey and again the divine mother appeared to her and encouraged her to continue her journey she was received in jerusalem among the carmelites and afterwards was commanded by the blessed virgin herself to return to her own country where she lived a holy life until her death sixty four st gregory relates that there was a young woman named musa who had great devotion to the mother of god but being through the evil example of her companions in danger of losing her innocence one day mary appeared to her with many saints and said to her musa do you too wish to be one of these musa answered yes and mary added withdraw from your companions and prepare for in one month from this you shall come with me musa retired from her companions and related the vision on the thirtieth day she was at the point of death and the most holy virgin again appeared to her and called her 
she answered behold lady i come and sweetly expired sixty five anna caterina gonzaga was married to ferdinand i archduke of austria but her husband dying she entered the religious order of the servites and had a crown made on the globes of which were carved the dolors of mary she said that for this crown she renounced all the other crowns of earth and in fact refused marriage with the emperor rudolph the second when she heard that her younger sister had been crowned empress she said let my sister enjoy her imperial crown for these garments with which mary my queen has clothed me are to me a thousandfold dearer the most holy virgin appeared to her many times during her life and at last this good religious died a holy death sixty six a young clerical student playing one day at ball with other young men and fearing he should lose a ring in his play which had been given him by a lady he placed it on the finger of an image of mary which was near and he immediately felt compelled to make a promise to the virgin to quit the world and choose her for his spouse he made the promise and mary pressed his finger in token that she accepted it but after some time he wished to marry another and mary appeared to him and reproached him for his infidelity wherefore he fled into a desert and led to the last a holy life sixty seven about the year eight fifty berengarius bishop of verdun in lorraine having entered a church where a certain priest named bernario was saying the office of mary prostrate before the choir stumbled against him and in his vexation struck him with his foot in the night the most holy virgin appeared to him and said how is it that you struck with your foot my servant who was engaged in praising me because i love you she added you must pay the penalty then his leg became withered but he lived and died a saint and after many years his body except that leg remained uncorrupted sixty eight a young man who was left wealthy at the death of his parents by play and dissipation with his friends lost all that he had but always preserved his chastity an uncle who found him reduced to such poverty by his vices exhorted him to say every day a part of the rosary promising him that if he would persevere in this devotion he would procure for him a good marriage the youth persevered and having amended his life he was married on the evening of his nuptials he rose from the table to go and recite his rosary and when he had finished it mary appeared to him and said now i will reward thee for the honour thou hast paid me i do not wish that thou shouldest lose thy chastity in three days thou shalt die and shalt come to me in paradise and this really happened for immediately a fever attacked him he related the vision and on the third day died in perfect peace sixty nine the devout author of the book in honour of the most holy rosary entitled the secret of every grace relates that saint vincent ferrer once said to a man dying in despair why will you ruin yourself when jesus christ wishes to save you and he answered that in spite of christ he would be damned the saint replied and you in spite of yourself shall be saved he began to recite the rosary with the persons of the house and behold the sick man asked to make his confession made it weeping and then died seventy 
the same author also relates that a poor woman who was buried by an earthquake under the ruins of a house was found alive and uninjured with her children in her arms by some persons who were employed by a priest to remove the stones when she was asked what devotion she had practiced she said she had never failed to say the rosary and visit a chapel of the most holy mary seventy one he also relates that another woman who led a wicked life because she thought it the only means by which she could gain a livelihood was counseled to recommend herself to mary by saying the rosary she did so and behold one night the divine mother appeared and said to her quit your sinful life as for your support trust in me and i will think of that the next morning she went to confession and mary most holy provided for her wants 72 a person of impure life who had not the courage to quit his sins began to say the rosary and was delivered from his vices 73 another person who maintained a sinful friendship was seized with abhorrence of his sin by saying the rosary he yielded again to temptation but by means of the rosary finally freed himself from it 74 a good priest who was attending a woman on her deathbed who bitterly hated her husband not knowing by what means to convert her withdrew to say the rosary and at the last moment the woman saw her sinfulness repented and forgave her husband seventy five finally the same author relates that once making a mission to the convicts in the galleys of naples he found some who obstinately refused to make their confession he suggested to them that at least they should have themselves enrolled in the confraternity of the rosary and begin to recite it they consented to do so and they had no sooner recited one than they desired to make their confession and did so the first time for many years these modern examples serve to revive our confidence in mary seeing that she is at the present time the same that she always has been towards those who have recourse to her seventy six st gregory relates that a holy prelate bishop of ferento was from childhood devoted to relieving the poor it happened one day that a certain priest his nephew sold a horse for ten crowns of gold and took the money and locked it up the bishop not having anything to give when some poor persons came to beg of him broke open the chest and distributed the money to them his nephew made such a disturbance when he discovered it that the holy prelate not knowing what to do went for help to a church dedicated to mary when behold he saw ten crowns lying on the drapery of the statue he took them and gave them to his nephew seventy seven a lutheran lady of osberg in germany who was a very obstinate heretic happening to pass one day a small catholic chapel went in through curiosity she saw there an image of mary with the infant jesus in her arms and felt moved to make an offering to it she accordingly went home took a silk cloth and brought it to the altar of the virgin when she had returned home the most holy virgin enlightened her to see the errors of her sect and she went immediately to seek some catholics abjured heresy and was converted to god seventy eight in the city of sassena there lived two very bad men who were friends one of them named bartholomew in the midst of all his vices 
practice the devotion of reciting every day the stabat mater in honor of the sorrowful mary once when he was repeating this hymn bartholomew had a vision in which he seemed to stand with his sinful companion in a lake of fire and saw the most holy virgin moved to pity offer her hand and take him from the flames she directed him to seek pardon from jesus christ who showed himself willing to pardon him through the prayers of his mother the vision ended and bartholomew at the moment heard the intelligence that his friend had been mortally wounded and was dead then he knew the truth of the vision and quitting the world entered the order of the capuchins where he led a most austere life and died in the fame of sanctity seventy nine the blessed jerome founder of the somoskian fathers being governor of a certain place was taken by the enemy and confined in the dungeon of a tower he recommended himself to mary and made a vow to make a pilgrimage to treviso in her honor if she would rescue him then the most holy virgin appeared to him surrounded by a great light and with her own hands loosed his chains and gave him the keys of the prison he fled from the prison and setting out for treviso to fulfil his vow he found himself immediately surrounded by the enemy again he had recourse to his deliverer and she again appeared to him took him by the hand and led him safely through the midst of his enemies accompanying him even to the gates of treviso where she disappeared he made the visit deposited his chains at the foot of the altar of mary and then devoted himself to a holy life by which he has merited recently to be ranked by the holy church among the number of the blessed eighty a priest who had a special devotion to the sorrows of mary often remained alone in a chapel to commiserate the dolors of his lady and moved by compassion was accustomed with a little cloth to wipe as it were the tears of a statue of the sorrowful virgin which was in that place now this good priest in a severe illness when he was given up by his physicians and was going to breathe his last saw a beautiful lady by his side who consoled him with her words and with a handkerchief gently wiped the sweat from his brow and with this cured him when he found himself well he said but my lady who art thou who dost practise such charity towards me i am she answered mary whose tears thou hast so often dried and she disappeared eighty one a noble lady who had an only son was informed one day that he was killed and that his murderer had by chance taken refuge in her own palace but when she called to mind that mary pardoned the executioners of her son she wished also to pardon that criminal for love of the sorrowful mary and not only did she pardon him but provided him with a horse money and clothes that he might make his escape then her son appeared to her and told her that he was saved and that for her generous act done towards his enemy the divine mother had delivered him from purgatory where he should otherwise have had to suffer for a long time but that he was already entering paradise eighty two the blessed Bayona performed a similar heroic act some enemies also killed her only son though he was innocent solely by reason of the hatred they bore to his father who was dead and with unheard-of cruelty gave the heart of the murdered youth to his mother to eat now she according to the example of the most holy mary began to pray for her murderers and to do them all the good she could these acts so pleased the divine mother that she called her to join the third order of the servites 
where she merited to lead so holy a life that both before and after her death many miracles were wrought through her eighty three st thomas of canterbury when he was a young man found himself one day in conversation with several other youths each of whom boasted of some foolish love affair the holy youth declared that he too loved a great lady and was beloved by her meaning the most holy virgin afterwards he felt some remorse at having made this boast but behold mary appeared to him in his trouble and with a gracious sweetness said to him thomas what do you fear you have reason to say that you loved me and that you are beloved by me assure your companions of this and as a pledge of the love i bear you show them this gift that i make you the gift was a small box containing a chasuble of a blood-red color as a sign that mary for the love she bore him had obtained for him the grace to be a priest and a martyr which indeed happened for he was first made priest and afterwards bishop of canterbury in england where he was at one time persecuted by the king and fled to the cistercian monastery at pontignac in france while he was there wishing one day to mend his haircloth shirt that he usually wore which was ripped and not being able to do so his beloved queen appeared to him and with a special kindness took the haircloth from his hand and repaired it as it should be done after this he returned to canterbury and died a martyr having been put to death on account of his zeal for the church eighty four a young woman in the papal states who was very devout towards mary met in a certain place a chief of banditti fearing some outrage she implored him for love of the most holy virgin not to molest her do not fear he answered for you have prayed me in the name of the mother of god and i only ask you to recommend me to her and in fact he accompanied her himself along the road to a place of safety the following night mary appeared in a dream to the bandit and thanking him for the act he had performed for love of her told him she would remember it and one day reward him the robber at length was arrested and condemned to death but behold the night previous to his execution the blessed virgin visited him again in a dream and first asked him do you know who i am he answered it seems to me i have seen you before i am the virgin mary she continued who have come to reward you for what you have done for me you will die to-morrow but you will die with so much contrition that you will come at once to paradise the convict awoke and felt such contrition for his sins that he began to weep bitterly all the while giving thanks aloud to our blessed lady he sent immediately for a confessor to whom he made his confession with many tears relating the vision he had seen and begged him to make public this grace that had been bestowed on him by mary he went joyfully to execution after which as it is related his countenance was so peaceful and happy that all who saw him believed that the promise of the divine mother was fulfilled eighty five the blessed joachim piccolomini who had a very great devotion to mary even from childhood used to visit three times a day an image of the sorrowful mother which was in a neighboring church and abstained from all food on saturday in her honor moreover he rose at midnight to meditate upon her dolors but let us see how mary rewarded him 
at first she appeared to him when he was young and directed him to enter into religion in the order of her servants which he did towards the close of his life she again appeared to him with two crowns in her hand one of rubies as the reward of the compassion he had cherished for her sorrows and the other of pearls as the reward of his chastity which he had consecrated to her finally at death she appeared to him again when he asked her of the favor to die on the day on which jesus christ died and the most holy virgin consoled him by telling him make ready now for to-morrow friday you will die suddenly as you desire and to-morrow you shall be with me in paradise and thus it happened for while they were chanting in the church the passion according to st john at the words there stood near the cross of jesus his mother stabat juxta crucem jesu mater eus he was attacked with the faintness of death at the words and bowing his head he gave up the ghost et inclinato capite traditit spiritum this blessed one also gave up his spirit to god and at the same moment the church was filled with a great splendor and the most sweet fragrance eighty six father alfonso salmeroni of the society of jesus being a most devout servant of the blessed virgin died saying to paradise to paradise blessed be the hour that i have served mary bless the sermons the toils the thoughts that i have had for thee o my lady to paradise eighty seven a youth named guido who wished to join the order of Camaldoli, was presented to st rumald by the prince his father whose name was farnolf the holy founder received him with pleasure one day mary appeared to this good youth her servant with the infant jesus in her arms esteeming himself unworthy of such a favor he stood trembling but the divine mother drawing near to him said why do you doubt what do you fear guido i am the mother of god this is my son jesus who wishes to come to you and saying this she placed him in her arms guido had not been three years in religion when he fell dangerously ill st romald saw the poor youth writhing and trembling and heard him saying oh father do you see all the moors in this cell my son said the saint to him do you remember anything you have not confessed yes father he answered i remember having disobeyed the prior by not picking up certain brooms and now i confess it st romald absolved him and then the scene changed the devils fled and the virgin again appeared with jesus at the sight of whom guido died in perfect peace eighty eight a cistercian nun in toledo called mary being at the point of death the divine mother appeared to her and mary said to her o oh lady the favor you do me of visiting me emboldens me to ask you another favor namely that i may die at the same hour that you died and entered into heaven yes answered mary i will satisfy you you shall die at that hour and you shall hear the songs and praises with which the blessed accompanied my entrance into heaven and now prepare when she had said this she disappeared the religious who heard the nun talking to herself believed her wandering in mind but related to them the vision and the promised grace and awaited the desired hour and when she knew it had arrived by the striking of the clock the writer does not tell us what hour it was she said 
behold the predicted hour has come i hear the music of the angels at this hour my queen ascended into heaven rest in peace for i am going now to see her and saying this she expired while her eyes became bright as stars and her face glowed with a beautiful color eighty nine in the city of sens in france there lived towards the eighth century saint opportuna the daughter of a prince of royal blood this holy virgin who had a great devotion to mary became a religious in a neighboring monastery and being at the point of death she saw saint cecilia and saint lucia standing beside her in the dawn of the morning my sisters be welcome she said to them what message do you bring me from my queen and they answered she is waiting for thee in paradise after this the devil appeared to her and the saint boldly sent him away saying brute beast what hast thou to do with me who am the servant of jesus the hour of her death which she herself had predicted having arrived after receiving the holy viaticum she turned towards the door and said behold the mother of god who comes to take me sisters i commend you to her adieu we shall see each other no more thus saying she raised her arms as if to embrace her lady and gently expired End of section 52